this is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to The Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And today we just discovered that I think I have my youngest guest. His name is Eli Aloni, and he is a foodie star. Is that a good way to describe you? Yeah, sure. A foodie Food star. Yeah, on Instagram. Um, he reached out. Actually, no, he didn't reach out to me. I met his dad at an event, and we were talking about his son and... I said, you know, I have this little radio show about food, and and we were talking about Instagram, and he said, well, you really should look up my son. He's he's quite an interesting person, and he's amassed quite a following. (laughs) So I looked him up at Foodie Channel, and there were 250,000-some Instagram followers, and he said, oh, yeah, but that isn't even, like, his biggest platform. His biggest platform is TikTok, which I had never even heard of. Yeah, it's new. Yeah. How new is it that you've already amassed 1.5 million followers, Eli? And thanks for coming and podcasting with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, TikTok started around a year ago. Okay. It was originally Musical.ly. That was, like, the dancing, singing app. Sure. And... Uh, company bought it and turned it into tiktok and tiktok is is it 15 second videos it's 15 seconds or 60 seconds okay so either or all right um how did you get into like starting this were you just like a teenage kid and just doing your thing or why did you decide the food space in particular for tiktok or just all around all of it um food's always been like a thing my family were Italian and we just it's always been big and I've always been interested in that do you cook it or just the eating of it um when I go places I, I usually just record it okay yeah so I don't normally eat all of it too because that would be a lot <laughs> so you come you grow up in this Italian family do you have any brothers and sisters yeah I have one brother he is 17 okay and you obviously got your first, first iPhone or your first phone when you were how old? I'd say fifth grade. That Yeah, fifth grade, sixth yeah. grade. Do you remember when you first got your phone, how it made you feel? Yeah, it was fun. And you probably used it for recording videos. And when did you get on social media? Do you remember that? And did you have to ask your parents? Um, I don't remember exactly when I... Once on social media, I think like around 2013, maybe. Yeah. I made my first Instagram account. And what was your first Instagram account? It was just me posting random funny things I find. Sure. I was really into tigers, so I sometimes posted pictures I found. (laughs) That's funny. My daughter was really into lions for some reason. So then when did you decide or... How did you discover that you could really amass a quick following? Just one day I was like, I want to start this. And I did. I saw the other big ones and I was like, I could probably do that. Did you think you wanted to be like an Instagram star, as it were, or a social media personality? I had really no clue what I was doing. (laughs) I just did it. (laughs) And did you start out with video? Yeah. Um, Originally, when I started, I didn't have any followers, so I couldn't, like, go places and film behind the scenes. So sometimes it was a lot of just, I have this thing at my table, and I'll just record with one hand while I do the other thing, or sometimes sharing other videos. Yep. But 
It was different back then. Okay, so do you remember the first time you like went into a legitimate place and recorded something that you were able to post on your Foodly channel Instagram account? Yeah, it it's definitely a different experience than if I was older or something because it's like I walk in and they're looking around the store for me and them. Then they see me and I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm Foodie Channel. And then they like start talking to my dad and talk, and I'm like, nope, it's me. It's not him. Right, right. Yeah. It's your business. So, okay, so you start doing these videos, and did you have a style that was different than other Instagrammers? Or I would say I do a lot more sweet stuff and desserts. Not, I try to do normal food, but I find that. There's a lot more interesting stuff going on right now with desserts and all that with the trends. Are you really trying to do like craveable foods? So, for instance, are you showing like a gargantuan sundae or are you trying to do more instructional things? What do you feel like is kind of your niche? Um, I don't really post many of the instructional ones. It's more just the whole process and making something extra- extravagant or crazy like a giant ice cream sundae or something else sure and then when you record the video like at this point now do you have a team that goes in with you or are you still doing the videos on your phone yourself it's right now it's just all me on my phone um i feel like there is a level of quality you can get up to with a professional camera but with instagram and tiktok when you post it, it brings it down to a level of quality that's like already so close to the phone that the difference it makes is really small. So maybe I might start getting into using bigger professional cameras, but right now I'm just using my phone. And do you have to do the editing yourself then too? Yeah, I just do all that too. And when you do a video, let's say you go into like an ice cream shop, about how long does it take you from beginning to end? Usually... When I go in somewhere, I'll film, like, five different videos to put out over time. It'll probably... I can get in and out of them for five videos if it's, like, all concentrated on getting my stuff done. Maybe an hour. Okay. And then how long does it take you to edit it? I could probably sit down and edit all of them in... 20 minutes. Okay, so not too long. No. And you're a high school kid, so you're balancing this with your high school life you know your homework and your girlfriends and whatever else you got going on do you play sports yeah I do some sorts okay um so about how much time a week do you think you spend on creating your brand for foodie channel let's see oh you're gonna look on your phone I forgot that it does that it can track your social media usage yeah so last week was heavy um, I was on Instagram for on Saturday for two and a half hours and TikTok for one and a half. Okay. Um, the day before was four hours on Instagram, one hour on TikTok, and that's kind of a trend. Yeah, so you're spending, you know, 20 to 30 hours a week on it. Yeah, a lot. And uh, trying to do your schoolwork and everything, too, I'm assuming. Yeah. Do you like it? 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun. When you started, did you think that this would be a business? And how did you make that shift to become a business? Like, is it at, you know, 50,000 followers, people started taking you seriously? Or where did that shift happen? When I started, I didn't realize I could really make money from it. Uh I thought I could, like, go to places and take pictures and stuff. But I wasn't even focused on money. It was just so cool to have followers. Sure. But now older, I'm focusing on both. I think... How do you know how much to charge? It really depends on the brand. Like, if I'm working with a small local Minnesota place that I want to help and that I really like, I probably won't charge much. Yep. Or sometimes none. And some places just don't pay, and I've accepted the fact. Like, Yeah, because sometimes you just want to feature them or yeah. you want to do the work because it's something you're personally interested in. Yeah. And then other times it's maybe, I don't even know what an example would be, but like a fast food chain that has a gajillion dollars and a yeah. gajillion outlets. And a good, a good rule of thumb without like getting into all the specifics sure. is $1,000 per 100,000 followers. Okay. And we're seeing a lot of shift in Instagram right now Mm -hmm. with likes not being shown. Yeah. One of my accounts already has them gone. Uh, I think they're gone on mine too. So how do you feel like that's going to impact your business or will it? I like it. Tell me why. Well, I'm always, when I post something, I'm always worried if it will get enough views or something like that. And I feel like removing likes will let me focus more on making good stuff and being more creative and just overall better. It's That's exactly why they did it. You know this probably, but yeah. it's interesting to hear you feel like it's freeing because can't you still look at the insights on your page? Yeah, I can you, still see everything. But nobody else can see it, so therefore it makes you feel more free. Well, actually, I noticed um, on my account with likes removed... If you look at a post that has, like, thousands of likes, it'll say someone and thousands of more. Mm -hmm. But if you really, really, really want to, you can click on it and count everyone manually. Yeah. So people can still see it if they really want. But it's... I like it a lot because sometimes it'll be, like, at school, people going through my account with me for some reason, and they're like, oh, this post only got 10,000 likes, Eli. Oof. (laughs) Or just like... (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) I mean, it's just like annoying. I I just like the change. Yeah. And I, I mean, when you got into this, you did it for the love of the doing and the creativity of creating something. And now you're sort of inadvertently in this business world, which is different. Yeah. So maybe in some ways it allows you to go back to doing what you love and why you started it in the first place. Yeah. What's the coolest video you've done that you're super proud of? Hmm. I'm really excited for something coming up. Okay. Can you talk about it or not? Oh, sure. Okay. Um, so at Mall of America, the Sugar Factory place just opened. Yes. And today I've been... So one of my friends, Yanni, he has a big, another big food account. He has on Instagram 3.5 million. Uh-huh. And... He helps me sometimes just because he knows a lot of people. So I messaged him and asked him if he knew anyone there because I could not get through to them 
I couldn't get to my message, and he put me in contact with them. Um, and I'm just speaking with them now about setting up a time. They're break, the Sugar Factory is one of those brands that doesn't pay at all, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I accepted the fact, but it's going to be really crazy. And you're excited to do it because you want to use it as a way to advance your brand. So that's a calculated yeah. marketing decision on your part. Yeah, they have really crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. There's like this gigantic 24 scoop ice cream thing. And I can just see how well that could do on TikTok. Uh-huh. So how is TikTok different than Instagram? On TikTok, the easiest way to sum up the difference is TikTok's basically all nine-year-olds or younger kids. Mm-hmm. So when I want to get a viral video or something on TikTok, I have to think about that. And that's one reason I think I do really well on TikTok compared to other people because I'm young and I can understand what they would think would be cool so i can find crazy like cotton candy pink stuff or just eye-catching things that i think a young kid would click and want to see even though you have a lot more followers there is it harder to monetize because of that because it's going maybe to younger people or people like me aren't as hip to the tiktok notion and we're people that are still Mm -hmm. making marketing decisions i'd say it's really there's really nothing on TikTok yet. It's like an untapped market. Yeah. Like, no brands know about it yet. But And kind of, not to go back to, but Snapchat has really had a harder time monetizing than yeah. a lot of the other channels, and maybe it feels kind of similar to me, just observing. Yeah. I mean, TikTok has a, a lot, a lot of potential. Yep. But it's just so new and not understood by brands yet. So you make money from sponsored posts. Mm-hmm. You make money from making videos for people or having sponsored videos that you're yep. posting. You've also started something that's new. Do you want to tell me about that? Because I thought it was pretty cool. I saw your first post and I was like, oh, yeah. look at him. Yeah, so I started a kitchen. I guess it's more of like a kitchen gadget website and shop. And you can go on it and like shop a bunch of cool kitchen gadgets so you will market through Foodie Channel gadgets that you take videos of or pictures of or things yeah. that you think are cool, and that will drive back to a website that you're monetizing. Yeah. Did you hopefully. start the website yourself, or did yes. you go like through Amazon Influencer, or how did you? Oh, well, I used Shopify to build mm-hmm. it, so it's all powered by that. So there were like templates and all that. And you get to pick your own products. Yeah. Are you excited about kitchen gadgets or do you just see this as a good opportunity to make some money? I mean, I think it's really fun, kitchen gadgets. Like, I've always loved them and, like, maybe bought them when I shouldn't. (laughs) But I've just always been into really fun kitchen gadgets. So So tell me one that you're excited about that you've put up. There's this. It's definitely the most successful product so far. It's... A rolling pin that is like it's laser cut with designs in it so when you roll it it creates crazy designs in whatever you're rolling so you can make really cool cookies and it's uh pie season too so yeah really cool pies i was thinking when i saw it yeah pies too how do you so let's just say like i'm just going to give you an example like mm-hmm. dunkin donuts is going to come out with some new crazy donut do you try to reach them like are you actively targeting and marketing foodie channel as a way to make money or are you they coming to you or is it a combination of both yeah um it's always been me i've 
honestly never had a brand reach out to me. I find that just shocking. Yeah. So you are always having to hustle it. Yeah. Like, I've legitimately never had someone reach out to me. Wow. That's surprising, because I would think that you would have a lot of influence. Yeah. And we're hearing all about influencer marketing, and I mean, I'll just be honest, some people that have no influence are reaching Mm -hmm. out and like, I have a thousand followers, can I get some free food? Yeah. There's a lot of that weird stuff. If you're listening to this podcast and you're someone that is a maker, do you think influencer marketing works? Hmm? Yeah. I... I think it works, yeah. Why do you think it works? It, I mean, just the math of it. So tell me about that. So you've got all these X amount of followers, therefore... Therefore, like, a brand will give me... (coughs) Excuse me. A brand will give me this much money to promote it, and in return they'll make this many sales, and it's just... There's a strong ROI. Do you know the ROI? Like, do you know if you have crazy ice cream cone that, you know, they sold a thousand ice cream cones? I mean, it's it's really hard to tell on that thing. Yep. Sometimes I've heard people from, like, the store owners or something, people come in saying they saw it yeah. from my page or something, but it's really hard to tell. It's kind of not unlike traditional, like, radio or yeah. television or newsprint. Mm-hmm. You know, you read about something or you hear about something. Yeah. There isn't really direct cause causal relationship in a lot of mm-hmm. these situations. Um, what is something that when you you've now you're doing these gadgets, so that will be something you'll be able to have some ROI on. Yeah, is your hope to use that to sell to your customers for other opportunities? What do you mean? Well, you can say like, "Hey, I sold a hundred rolling pins, so I can probably sell two hundred ice cream cones." What do you think? Oh, like pitch it. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you have the ROI analytics and can yeah. offer a little bit more concrete evidence. Yeah, if I can get that data, I'd for sure use it. Are you going to um, plan on using this to fund your college, or do you plan on going to college? Yeah, I, de- I plan on going to college for sure. Do you think you could like continue to just... I mean, because couldn't you do this, like, there's Foodie Channel, but couldn't you do, like, I don't know, um, Ice Skating Channel or hockey stick channel you know there's a million ways that you could take this knowledge and yeah. extrapolate it and potentially monetize it do you think about that um i feel like i just am definitely gonna stay in food uh-huh but i think there might be opportunities within food to explore yeah so food is really the trigger for you yeah. and kind of what drives it yeah it's what i know like someone asked me how to get a post of something random like their essential oils to go viral i would be like i don't know but, but if they asked you how to do it for food how would you answer i would just i mean it depends on it like depends on mm-hmm. the content or something and if it's craveable i assume what if someone wants you to make a video or to do something and you don't like the product? Like, what if it's a dry pancake or something? Do you say no? Or um, do you find a way to do it anyway and just make it clever? I've had that happen once, and I just told them what happened, and they resent the stuff because it was an issue in transport. Yep. Yeah. 
So when they resent it, like I gave them the benefit of the doubt to see if it was still good. And when I got it back, it was still good. So I went forward with it. But if it wasn't, I probably would have cut it off. Because do you think about that? Do you think about the integrity of the person watching your stuff and that it's a real referral from you? I mean, I wouldn't want to promote something I don't like. Absolutely. That's interesting. Are there other, um, you mentioned some people in the food space that you admire. Do you pay much attention locally or are you really on a national scale at this point? Locally, I'm, I know of a few, but my biggest issue is just like getting on the radar of things. Like nobody knows me. <laughs> Cause you're 15 kid. <laughs> yeah. Like I always see people like Kim Lee Curry. Sure. Always going to all these fun events, and I'm like, dang, I wish I was invited to those. Okay. But I'm just like, all these PR companies and agencies have no clue about me, and I'm trying to get on their radars. Got it. Well, this will hopefully help a little bit. Um, And just the idea that you're open for business, right? Hi, if you're listening. (laughs) And let's do your 60-second elevator pitch of, you do know what an elevator pitch is? Yeah. Okay, Um, so... Let's hear your elevator pitch for marketing people that are listening. Um, Hi, I'm Eli. I do all this fun food stuff, and I'd really like to work with you and represent your brand through sponsored content and posts. I really hope we can do something fun. (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, Are there local brands that you're like, oh, I would love to work with, I don't know, whoever it would be. Is there anybody you've pitched that, you mentioned the sugar folks that are national, but anybody locally that you're just like, oh, I'd love Mm -hmm. to do something with them? I would say, I would say an ice cream place, but I do too much ice cream. Yep. But most of the local places... Are, there's not a bunch of crazy desserts. I really want to work with some mm-hmm. like food food places. Like, I'd be super happy if I could work with Demi. You know sure. Demi. Yeah, that'd be super fun. Maybe do an event with all the other food bloggers. Or, but off the top of my head, just have you ever met Diane Yang? I don't think so. No. Okay. There's a lot of great bakers and dessert folks in town yeah. that. That might be a good opportunity. Yeah. Um, I've worked with a lot of local places, but there's not a bunch right now that I'm trying to get on with. Sure, sure. But there's definitely some. All right. Well, it's been super fun to talk to you. I was really glad I met your dad at this event. Yeah. He was very interesting, and he was very proud of you. Um, So 15, so that makes you what? Are you a sophomore? Yep. Okay, so you've got a couple more years of school. It's interesting to think about, like, okay, so do you know what you want to be when you grow up? Like, do you have any sense of that? I'm interested in either continuing doing this stuff or becoming a doctor, maybe. Okay. Like, some type of surgeon. It's just so interesting to think about, like, as you're putting your college applications together. Like, yeah, I have amass this gigantic social media following can i turn that into something at college that i can learn more about and i'm gonna be applying for the stanford summer college program Mm -hmm. 
soon, and I'm going to try to use that for sure. Yeah, I would think that would be yeah. a pretty marketable situation. Yeah. This past summer, I did a pre-med course at Syracuse and a social media analytics course. And did you learn some stuff? Yeah. The pre-med one was definitely interesting. And the social media one wasn't as interesting because... You could have taught it probably, huh? Some of the stuff, yeah. Yeah, IP. I wondered about that. It was, it was a lot more of working from the brand's perspective, working with people like me, and not from me working with the brand. But I have to say it may... I think it helped me understand what people will be thinking and how I can use that to mm -hmm. get more work. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so strange to think about, like, you and I talked about maybe working on a project and yeah. you can just Venmo or PayPal, and it's just so crazy how fast a transaction could really occur. Yeah. You know, in the old days when I, I worked in the advertising business and, you know, you had a thousand meetings and... Mm -hmm pitch boards and so much of that is just kind of it's a lot more organic and a lot more flexible yeah do you have any feelings about facebook um i don't know too much i'm not really working on facebook or anything with that right now mm -hmm. but i know it's like an older audience yep and is there anything coming down the pike outside of tiktok that you're that you've got your eye on, that you're like, ooh, that could be something. I don't know of any apps coming that could be something. But. Yeah, because it's, it's interesting, like, Snapchat is out there, obviously, yeah. and there's got to, TikTok could be the thing for the younger folks. Yeah. Because it'll just evolve and grow, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The issue was, TikTok was really disliked and kind of hated on this, like, past year, and people have progressively like started an account and be like I started this as a joke and I'm addicted to the app and people are starting to open up to it and actually watch it so now it's like something to talk about and not like get made fun of for something yeah I actually downloaded it when your dad mentioned it to me I was like oh I probably should know about this put it on my phone yeah I can't imagine I'll create any videos for myself but you know yeah. you just never know and you want to have your brand in the space if you can right yeah i got some bloggers to start it hopefully they'll do well um when you mention blogging do you also blog on your like do you have a website that you no um i've always been kind of confused by it because it's like this term now that's interchangeable for like doing that conventional type of blog and doing what i do because that's also not considered a food blog like the instagram account so I wonder is so do people use the word vlog anymore as in video blogging or is that no just... that's like YouTube people doing their everyday stuff. Okay, so when someone's putting on their makeup and talking in the mirror and yeah. recording themselves, that's like what a vlog is. Yeah, like going throughout their daily day and yep, just recording all the stuff. You know, you're just a kid, and I shouldn't ask you this question, but I'm gonna. Why the hell do you think that anybody wants to watch? that vlogging experience like you know someone just eating you know there's mukbanging people eating food people putting on their makeup what do you what is all of this do you think i'm not really sure i know sometimes 
there's a few vloggers that like have crazy lives and they're just always, always doing crazy things like David Dobrik and those are just entertaining sometimes. Sure. And that I can see, but a lot of them feel like it's just literally like, oh, I'm getting, I got home from work and I opened up the refrigerator and I'm drinking a Pepsi. Yeah. I guess it's just maybe something interesting to people to look into someone else's life. Yeah. It's like voyeurism. Yeah, like get a little break of theirs and go into someone else's. Yeah, and maybe not feel so sad and lonely or whatever it is yeah. that people are feeling. Because like in those mukbang things, apparently people like have one on while they eat their food. Or... Yeah. I don't understand that stuff. I don't either. And it's super popular and growing yeah. by the minute. There's a local woman. Have you ever met Lindsay from Hunger Diaries? No. She uh, is a professional eater. She's a little classier just in terms of some of them can get kind of uh, graphic. Yeah. But she still has a huge following just huh. by eating. Yeah. When I see, yeah. When I see them, like, I always see them doing well because of all the comments about it being weird. Like, that's the thing sometimes. The weirder the better? Yeah, like, videos that I know might get some backlash before I post it, I might kind of be hoping for it. Like, So you already have like a sense of when you post this, kind of how it's going to be yeah, received like, usually. I posted a video where someone had like a completely tattooed out arm and they were scooping ice cream and I knew people were going to comment about it. And that kind of just got so many comments. It got the video to do really well. Yep. Yeah. Are you, uh, do you ever get in trouble? Like, have you ever posted anything that... In hindsight, you were like, oh, I probably shouldn't have. Um, and do you have to ask permission from your parents before you post? No. Okay. They just know that you have a certain degree of judgment. and Yeah. I've never really posted anything bad or gotten in trouble for besides, like, maybe some crazy weekend people commenting about cooking a steak. Okay. But no. Okay. Never really had any experience like that. And do you ever get like creeps and trolls and some of the other weird internet stuff that we as parents are so worried about? No. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're pretty smart. So I imagine if you did, you'd be like, Dad, <laughs> Mom. Yeah, I don't really get any. A lot of the times my requests are full of like people in India asking where to get the machines and the videos for their stores or something. Yeah. That's really the extent of that. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more question. Right. And it's probably way, like, over what I should be asking. <laughs> but do you ever... I, sometimes I think about Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. And I think about... Did you ever read, like, his biography? No. I'd highly recommend it. It is fascinating for lots of reasons. One, it's very interesting about how not to act in corporate America. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. You know, just how he envisioned this phone and how it's become sort of this computer in our pocket. Yeah. But I sometimes wonder, like, do you think the world is a better or a worse place due to the fact that you have a mini computer in your pocket? Um, I feel like it's different. There's always going to be worse parts and better parts, and it's not really worth figuring out if it was worth it or not because it already happened good point all right eli if anybody wants to get in touch with you how should they do that 
I would say you could email me or DM me. My email is foodiechannel1 at gmail.com and it's spelled F-O-O-D-Y, not with an I-E, but with a Y. Okay, and uh, I'm sure you have a message button on Instagram too. Yeah. I bet. Thank you so much for being my guest. Yeah, thank you for having me.